Good morning and welcome to our daily word and prayer. My name is Tom Short. So glad to have you along with us today. So we get to the word of God and talk about it, allow it to transform our lives. It is transforming. And today, as every day, is, is a really important message because it really gets to what Paul at the end of his life was really aspiring to. So often it's important to think, what do we want our life to really mean? I was challenged recently to think about, what would I like said about me at my funeral? That's a good thing to think about. More importantly, what would I like said about me when I stand before Jesus Christ on the judgment day? Because that's the real finish line. We will hear him, hopefully, we will hear him say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of your master. There are other words that some people will hear from him that I think would be quite different that we don't want to hear. We're going to look at those here in just a moment. But it's important for us to remember, what is this finish line? What is the purpose of life? We're constantly bombarded with a worldview that challenges us to a different purpose of life than what Paul is telling us here in the Scripture. Let's get into it. We're in Philippians chapter 3. And we want to see that what he says here is, remember, he was saying that everything that had been of value to him beforehand, his heritage as a Jew, as a leader of the Jews, as a someone who was blameless by the law, thought that he was standing fine with God. He said, I count it but rubbish that I may be found in Christ. Here, let's pick it up in Philippians 3, and may be found in him, in Jesus, not having a righteousness of my own derived from the law but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which comes from God on the basis of faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings, being conformed to his death in order that I may attain to the resurrection of the dead. What's this all about? It's very interesting that he's saying that rather than the the, the righteousness that came from his Jewish religion, that he kept all the laws, he was blameless, He said that didn't save him. What saved him was the righteousness that comes from God, not from himself, but from God. God gives us righteousness through faith in Jesus Christ, and this is salvation. And so Paul's saying, I want to let go of all the other things that would cause me to have a faith in myself that I'm going to save myself rather than a faith that Jesus Christ will save me. But then he goes on to describe the outcome of this faith or what this faith really is. And he says here, he says, he starts off by saying that I may know him. And I want to challenge us today, what does it mean to know the Lord? It's pretty important that we know the Lord, that salvation is often depicted this way as knowing him. Now, this word can mean anything from an intellectual knowledge to knowing as in the sense that Adam and Eve knew one another, and that was more than shaking hands and introducing each other. There was, an, uh, there was a, that's a, head, a head knowledge, an intellectual knowledge, shall we say, but the word also can mean and, and ought to mean far more in terms of an intimacy, a relationship, a, uh, an experiential knowledge. Jesus said this is really important. This word is used quite often. Let's look at it first in in John chapter 17, in Jesus' last, his high priestly prayer recorded here in John 17, Jesus says, this is eternal life, that they may know you and the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. That's right. Eternal life is not just something shallow. 
It's a relationship with God. It's coming to know him, coming to experience him. And this is how Jesus described what eternal life is. I think it's important that we understand this. Sometimes in our sometimes our theology can be shallow. Sometimes our understanding of, of salvation can be shallow. We can think all it means is, hey, I, I get to go to heaven now instead of have to go to hell. No, salvation is the people who were once alienated and in rebellion against God. As it says in, in Colossians, we're in the domain of darkness, walking according to the course of this world, following after an evil pattern of selfishness. And I often like to think of sin today as just, it's about me. I am an autonomous person. I can do what I want, decide what I want, live like I want. Even if I decide I want to live as a good person, but I'm doing it all because of me, that's the essence of what sin is. And salvation means that I've left that. I I leave that. It's a process. We don't totally get out of it in a moment, but we change paths. We say, now I want to know God. I want to know Jesus. I've come to him and I'm, and I want to be his follower. It's a different way of looking at life. And notice also, that's on the positive, salvation's eternal is to know him. But we have these kind of scary verses in the Sermon on the Mount that we don't want to ignore. Jesus said this, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven will enter. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name cast out demons and in your name perform many miracles? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. There we see it again. I never knew you. The the key to salvation is that we know the Lord, that he knows us, that we become one of his. And of course, one of the evidences that this is not saying that uh, being doing righteous things is what saves us. I believe that is the result of knowing the Lord, that as we know the Lord, our life gets transformed. As we know the Lord, we progressively move away from lawlessness and into this relationship of knowing who he really is. Well, one thing we know about him, he's God and we're not. And the essence of sin in modern day is to think I'm, I'm the ultimate. And the essence of salvation is to receive him and to know that he's God, not me. But what does this look like practically? Let's go back here to this, some of these things, to know the Lord that I know him. The power of his resurrection. Paul's, Paul's nearing his death, maybe, potentially. And he wanted to know the power of the resurrection. He wanted to experience it day by day, experience resurrection power to change his life. But he knew that one day he's going to die. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. He goes on. The fellowship of his sufferings. This is something Paul wanted to experience. He looked forward to the fellowship of the sufferings, to to sharing in the sufferings of Christ. He wanted to be conformed to his death. He wanted to die so that he could attain to the resurrection from the dead. Indeed, going to heaven, the resurrection from the dead, eternal life in that sense of actually being in the presence of God, you got to die first. Either that or be raptured. But if you're not going to be raptured, you got to die first. It's not easy to die. 
It's difficult. It's something, you know, I, I've said before, I, I anticipate death. I don't like the process of dying. Dying is painful. Dying is hard. Dying is dying. Dying involves suffering. But Paul says, I, 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 I want to share in his suffering. I want to ex- be conformed to his death so that I might have the resurrection from the dead. I might go to heaven. And so Paul had this, Paul had this way of looking at these things, probably different than I do, maybe different than you do. We want to avoid suffering at all costs. We want to avoid pain at all costs, but somehow he saw value in it. And he knew that through this, he was going to know the Lord. That's what he wanted to do. His highest aspiration, I want to know the Lord. I want to experience his power in my life. I even want to experience his suffering. I'm reminded of a story with my own wife here that she, uh, back uh, 20-some years ago, was very, very ill, bedridden, and really kind of felt like she's not going to make it. And it was feeling like God, you know, you go through all these feelings, God, have you abandoned me? God, have I done something wrong? God, God, what's wrong? God, do you not care about my suffering? Why aren't you healing me? Why aren't I getting better? And these very real feelings that were becoming very strong and overwhelming. And, and this verse ministered to her to share in the fellowship of his sufferings, because it's as if it's, it's as if God said to her, well, of course I know what you're going through. I'm God. Of course I understand you. Of course I realize the, the pain you're in, the suffering you're in, the, the, and so forth. But the, this fellowship of the suffering is your opportunity to realize what Jesus went through. Oh, that turns it around, doesn't it? Instead of being about me, it becomes about him. Instead of about being, God, do you understand me? It's God saying, do you understand what Jesus did for you? Do you understand the pain he went through? She tells a story uh, that affected her deeply from the book, The Hiding Place, the story of Corey Ten Boom. And, and Corey and her sister Annie were in, uh, every Friday they have a medical examination. And they had to stand in line as a women's camp, and they'd stand there naked to be examined in this line waiting to be examined. And the guards would look at them and leer and scoff and mock and laugh at them standing there, these prisoners standing there naked. And it was embarrassing. It was humiliating. And one day they were standing in this line, and, and I forget which one said to the other, but one of them whispered to them, they took his clothes too. They took his clothes too. They were experiencing the suffering. They, would, they never would have known that. Jesus hung on the cross naked. Jesus had people laugh, mock, and sneer at him as he hung there naked for our sins, dying on the cross for our sins. And they never would have thought of that aspect of his suffering had they not been going through at that moment as well. And whichever sister said it, they took his clothes to the other said, oh, and I never thanked him for it. You see, this is, the, this is the attitude that Paul was saying. When I go through the sufferings that God allows, God brings my way, I don't want to just be all about my pain and saying, God, do you understand me? I want to realize this is a chance that I might know him, that I might draw closer to him, that I might be able to experience something of what he experienced for me. 
My friends, the, the supreme goal of life is that we might know the Lord. That is the supreme goal. Everything else, that's what Paul is saying. Everything else compared to the surpassing value of knowing Christ, it's like rubbish. It's like we talked about yesterday. Do you choose the, if you've got a choice of a diaper pail of dirty diapers or you've got a stack of gold coins, which one do you want? I don't think most of us are going to choose the diapers. We want the gold, don't we? And he's laying before us that everything the world offers versus the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. And he said, I suffer the loss of all things. Here he is in prison, but I'm experiencing the presence of God. That's rich. He was a wealthy man because his soul was rich. Might we be people who understand this? And again, I, I don't look forward to suffering, but I pray I would have the attitude of Paul. I pray if you're going through suffering, you would too, and see that this is a chance to know the Lord in a way I could never know without what I'm enduring. Amen? Let's pray about this. Father in heaven, we thank you for our Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you for the example, Jesus, that you set. We thank you for going to the cross and the, and the suffering you experienced to purchase us to be your very own possession your prized possession, your trophies of grace. We thank you you died for us and rose again. Jesus, we want to know you intimately. I want to thank you that we can enter into relationship through simple faith. We can't work for it. We simply trust you, and that's how we enter. But I pray every one of us would aspire to go deeper and deeper, to experience more of your power in our lives, even if we must be conformed to the, your suffering experience the fellowship of your suffering and conform to your death, which we know is in the future for all of us, so that one day we may attain to the resurrection from the dead. And we thank you that we have eternal glory awaiting us. Help us, Father, through all the pain, difficulty, hardship, persecutions, trials, sufferings, misunderstanding, disappointments, or whatever else this world throws our way to fix our hope on that on the knowledge of God as we go through it, the knowledge of Christ and walking with you. We pray for this in Jesus' holy name. Amen, amen, and amen. Hey, so glad to have you along with us today. If you're new, a special welcome to you. So glad to have you along with us. By the way, I've begun for the first time, I'm doing some promotional uh, activity, some promotional things on Facebook and YouTube. You might see me popping up somewhere. And if so, and if you're new, and if you've come as a result of that, a special welcome, I hope you will subscribe to our channel. And you can also go to my website, TomThePreacher.com, and subscribe to a daily email I send out. But I'm a big believer, and we need to be in the Word of God regularly. We need to be in the Word of God. It strengthens us. It encourages us. It inspires us. I've, I've never known people who really make it the long term as becoming what God wants them to be that did not make this a, a daily practice to get in the Word of God. And so I'm here to help and encourage, inspire, and strengthen you through His Word. We're here live every morning at 8.30 a.m. I hope you'll join us. Subscribe to the channel. Like the video. Share with your friends. Post it on your social media. Tell them you're watching here. And if you can't make it live, then you can listen to the podcast later in the day on Apple, Spotify platforms, or you can watch the YouTube anytime you want. But I encourage you, put it in your schedule. Have a time you do it. Don't just kind of when you feel like it or if it's convenient. It's the consistent, bit by bit, little by little, practice of day by day walking with God, growing in His Word, 
that transforms our lives. God bless you. I love you. And I'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Okay, bye-bye.